Well, praise God. God is good, is He not? Open up your Bibles, if you would, with me. We're going to go to Matthew. And we're going to start, well, the first scripture. And don't put it up. You don't have to display it. But open up your Bibles to Matthew 5. Um, this, this question has come to me time and time again, I should say. Um, and, you know, pastor will be preaching, and, and we hear it often, in the scripture that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And, and in that passage, Jesus has already, he's been addressing to him, you know, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't sweat about this, don't fret about that. Why are you worried about what you wear? There's the lilies that are dressed better than Solomon ever was, and they're only here today. They're just here for a very short period of time. Then they get burned up. God's going to dress you better than that. <clears throat> and, and more than once, uh, I, listen, I, I hear that, and, and it's like, okay, now, I'm not going to undo what's been said before, but it's like, Lord, what do you mean? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What do you mean? Because, and, and the reason I think that comes up in me, and, and this is why we're in Matthew today. Matthew talks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, you know. This is what Paul, uh, Jesus was preaching. This is what John the Baptist was preaching beforehand. And it's like, so Lord, what are you talking about? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, I've heard it said, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm not discounting at all, but that's like God's way of doing things. And it's like, okay, so is that what John was saying? And don't go there. You don't have to go here. But so John in Matthew 3, 2 says, and saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I think he was saying a couple of things. He's, he's saying the kingdom of heaven, God's only son, who now the fullness of time has come, and he's going to reveal himself. He's Well, not reveal himself. He's going to begin his ministry, and he's going to do what God called him to do. And at the end of three and a half years on the cross, he's going to say, what I came to do is done. When he said it's finished, what he meant was, Everything I supposed to do, I did. He didn't leave one thing undone. But I think he was saying something else, too. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. <clears throat> then we have... Um, Jesus says this. From that time forward, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, God. What is it? What are you talking about? I, I think sometimes, you know, like I said, we, we, we want to simplify. Well, it's God's, God's way of doing things. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What's God's way of doing things? How do you know what's God's way of doing things? Well, I have a WJDD, what would Jesus do? WWJD? I'm a, well, how many of the people did you know that it's like when they said, well, what would Jesus do? What they thought, what they'd said was what they thought Jesus would do. Their interpretation. Well, Jesus would never do that. <laughs> he did. Well, Jesus would never say that. He did. Jesus did say this. Where'd you get that? I mean, there's a lot of that. So, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So God's way of doing things. So it's like, okay, so I think this is the way God would do it. You know, we get really confused. We get really mixed up. We have traditions. 
that we deal with. And Jesus was really, he was really tough on the Pharisees and said, you teach your traditions above the law of God, above the will of God. You teach your traditions. And then basically you make your disciples a greater uh, sons of hell than, you know. So we get tradition in the way. I, I, I have to say that that the closer we get to the end, and, and I don't, I, I like to read about the end. I like to listen to things about the end. I like to listen to Joseph Morris. I like to listen to other people. I like to read the Word. I really dig Revelation. And I know people are like, oh, I don't, I, it scares me. It's like, it's coming anyway. <laughs> I just, I, let me just blow, let me just, you know, uh, spoiler alert. It's coming. It's coming. We are in the end times. Now, what part of the end times? I don't know, but ender than it used to be. <laughs> We're way farther out there than when it was written. Way. Now, why did I start to say that? <laughs> I, and, but I also believe because we are in the end times, there's, there's something that the Lord is doing inside of his, of his saints. And I'm becoming more and more and more... Um, I'm not okay with believing tradition. I'm not okay with teaching tradition. Now, when I say that, I don't mean that everything that we would maybe consider tradition is just tradition. Do you know what I'm saying when I'm talking tradition? I mean, churches do this all the time. Well, we've always done it that way. We've always preached it that way. We've always said it that way. Grandma said it that way. The pastor before our pastor said it that way. Our whole denomination has always said it that way, believed it that way, done it that way. I'm, I'm just, I, I get more and more and more. I'll pick something up sometimes and I'll read it in the Word. I was sharing this, well, I think I probably share this every time I get to preach. Gosh, it seems like just about every day, maybe not every day, but more and more I open the Bible and go, where was that the last time I read this? I mean, really, it's not like I, it, it's been, you know, 15 years since I read that passage and I forgot it all. Now, we'll say we pretty much forget everything we read in the Word, you know, unless you keep digging it up. No, let me back up. We are, we are helped to forget what we read. We are helped to forget what we read. So we need to read it a lot. I shared this on Sunday. I, I think I'd like to share it again when I was talking about Revelation. Just read Revelation. Enjoy it. Have fun. Just have fun. To me, that, I think that's a little bit of a tradition. It's like if when you're reading the Word, we need to get real deep. We need to dig out the deep, 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 deep meaning. How about you let the Holy Ghost bring out the deep, deep, deep meaning and just read it and enjoy it? Now, I don't mean be, be, well, actually, sometimes just pick it up, just read it, and go about your day. Other times, take the time to sit down. I don't, well, other times, really dig into it. If the Lord says dig into it, dig into it. If the Lord says, you know, well, I'm just saying, I sit here and go, what do you mean by the kingdom of God? So the Lord has really been having me look at that. So guess what I've been reading a lot of? Matthew. Because Matthew keeps talking about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. So, so, then, so then you start looking at this. Those were like Matthew 3, Matthew 4. Um, so then in Matthew 5, he begins to preach a message. 
Actually, he's already started, but he's preaching a message. And in Matthew 5, 3, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay. I don't even know what poor in spirit means. But theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So, but read it. Put it in. Don't you know the Holy Ghost is working on the inside of you? When you take this word, he's working on the inside of you. That's what I'm saying. Just read it. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat as much as you can. I think sometimes people are almost afraid to read the Bible. That's like, um, I just don't get it. Don't say that ever again. If there's a person in this room who says, I just don't get it, don't ever say that again. Say, I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things and all things that I need to know. I don't mean, you know, engineering stuff, but it's right here. I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. And I will eat this and the Holy Ghost will bring it up to me and He will help me understand. And again, when I read it, and I just read it last month, and where'd that word come from? Where'd that phrase come from? Because the Holy Ghost is at work. So, then in uh, Matthew 5.10, He says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So then... He just begins to go down as he preaches. And we're not going to read that whole, this whole thing. I'm going to move on a little bit. But as he's, he's preaching this message, and he's preaching this to Jews, and he's, he's, he starts to reveal to them, he says, here's all the, well, okay, he's revealing to them all this tradition you think you have. Let me bust it open for you. You have heard. That it, you know, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that if a guy's looked at a woman to lust after her, he already did it. And of course, their, their mind is being blown. And he's preaching the kingdom of heaven right there. The kingdom of heaven is different than our tradition. The kingdom of heaven is different than what we think. The kingdom of heaven is different than just, well, I don't want to say what we've learned. So, now we're in Matthew 5. Verse 16. So he's, he's, he's preaching. So verse 16. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now he's talking to Jews who know the law. And right there he just turned that, he turned that upside down. Not, not well if you, read it, if you read it a little deeper. He's saying let your good works, let your keeping of the law not just be to justify you, but so that, you, that men will glorify your Father in heaven. Your good works are greater than your justification. Now, you do realize right at this point in time, that was their justification, was keeping the law. Now, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, so things are changing. Well, that's why he's preaching to them. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is not your justification. Your justification is going to come elsewhere. But he did say, do your good works. Now, this is New Testament. The Old Testament ended with John. We used to believe it ended with Jesus, but there's a scripture, and I should have looked it up. I didn't think about it. But it says that the law was until John. So the law is being fulfilled in Christ do not think that I, will, that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle 
will by no means pass away from the law from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the, the least of these and commands and teaches men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's when then he starts going on. So you've heard it said of old, you shall not murder. You heard it old, you shall not commit adultery. And he starts turning all this stuff upside down. But, but, but if we look back here and he goes, none of that law has passed away, but I fulfilled it. But none of it's passed away. And he even said, go ahead and let your good works be done so that men will glorify the Father in you. So let me say this, just, just we, are not, we are not set free from good works. Our good works do not justify us. Jesus is telling them here, not one jot or tittle of the law will pass away until all is fulfilled, till all is done. So it's not done away. We're not free we're not free from, we're free from, uh, the things that the Lord said to do, we're still asked to do. We are just not justified by it. They were justified by it. It is, God, God so loved them. Man, we we're singing that song, He loves us, He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. God wanted a family like you and me. Do you do realize He has, a, a, he has more he has more beings in his family than you and me. You do realize angels are his family. All of the heavenly hosts and all that that exists are his family. But he wanted a family like you and me. So he made Adam and Eve and they screwed up. But in that, he didn't say, well, that was a big mistake. He knew what they were going to do it. And he sent Jesus Christ the greatest thing he had. And do you realize he, what, now, <laughs> what he sent to us became a man. He did not send to us a man. He sent to us his son who became a man, who can never not be a man. Jesus Christ cannot go back to what he was. For all eternity, he is a man. But God so loved us that he said, here's this, here's this mess that I created. He knew that. I think I preached this this last time. He knew that. before. I, oh, I did that in, in healing school. It's like, the whole time he's forming Adam, he's going to screw up. He's going to mess up. Because you know he knows the end from the beginning. The whole time he's pulling Eve out of him, she's going to get deceived. And he's going to be so stupid as to say, okay, I'll follow you. <gasps> Drug around by his nose. You got that, right? <laughs> I wasn't showing you my boogers. Um, but the whole time he's making this, he's going, they're going to mess up. Oh, but I love him. And do you realize the whole time he's making him and he's going, they're going to mess up. Jesus goes, I love you, Father. I'll take care of it. I love you, Father. If you look at the scripture, it says, he came for us because he loved the Father. The Father loved us. 
I'm not saying Jesus didn't love us. But the scripture says he loved the Father. That's why he came. I'm off. I'm not sure why he went there. So, <laughs> so okay, so let, 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 me, let me say something. We are the body of Christ, okay? So I'm, I'm going to talk about a little bit of something that, like I said, the kingdom of heaven is there, and God's been talking to me about this, and he's talking about something else here. And here's the beauty part is the body of Christ. You and I can decide not to agree on a subject, but we're still brothers and sisters. And we can still eat lunch afterwards. And we can still sit beside each other afterwards. And you and I can vehemently, is that the right word? Vehemently, vehemently, a lot, not agree, disagree, and still sit beside each other. Grace does not undo our good works. If you were here on Sunday, I talked about this, and it was like mind-blowing to me. Grace is a work, not a broad brush stroke of a paint that covers everything. Now, I think in the Old Testament that, that that's a lot what grace was. Grace was this thing that God did for people and covered them and did all this thing. And I'm not saying that grace doesn't cover, but grace is much greater than that. Um, so grace does not undo what Jesus is talking about here, that we're supposed to continue to do our good works. This is part of, this is the kingdom of heaven. Now, the kingdom of heaven, like I said, he went and said, I'm going to take it a lot farther than thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt. And I'm going to make it much broader. They had to keep the Sabbath. It was a law. They got stoned if they didn't. And the Lord says, how about you just give me a day? How about you just give me a day? Spend a good day with me. Give it to me. Make a day holy. Paul makes it very clear. Doesn't matter which day you pick. He said, don't, don't let people judge you according to days and calendars and all that stuff. Now, sort of some of those people were still kind of hung up on some other things. So just give me a day. So Jesus broadened it. But he didn't say, don't do, do, do away with it. He, in fact, he, you know, he, he didn't say, oh, well, go ahead and commit adultery. He said, you're doing it already. On a, on a level you don't even realize. So I'm telling you to take this thing whole hot thing higher. So um, go to Matthew 6.33. Well, actually, we don't need to because that's, I already, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I, that's, so that's what I'm saying. We always look at this, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, I, I really do think that Jesus was talking not just talking about making sure to get our stuff done. I don't think he was saying, well, here's a rule to get what you need. But there's a whole different thing that, say, for your health, for your this, for your that, for your this, for your that. He's talking about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Period. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So we need to know what the kingdom of God is. And we need to know what his righteousness is. Well, we just read it's that Jesus said to, to, to the Jews there, he says, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you shall by no means even enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, we know the Pharisees kept the law, 
the letter of the law to the max. I mean, they like tithe on mint and cumin. You know, that's just like plants out of your garden, right? I have to admit, I don't think I've ever tithed the thing out of my garden. I'm not sure how I would tithe a thing out of my garden. You know, I, <laughs> where, would I, where, would I give a, where would I give a tithe of my garden? So we know he's not talking about just keeping the law. But he makes it very clear we're not undoing it. And I, I am going somewhere, so hang on with me if you would. Um, go to 2 Corinthians. Wait, 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 wait. I'm way ahead of myself. Go to, yeah, well, it's still for 2 Corinthians. I got a lot of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5.21. How many of you enjoyed Corinthians? We just went through it. So DJ said we got to be a hot church, right? I'm challenged by Corinthians. I really am challenged by Corinthians. I listen to the way Paul talks and I just go, what? what's this all about? And then you have to realize, all you have to do is look at the rest of Paul's writing, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and realize he's writing the way he's writing because the, 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 the Corinthians were a mess. You talk to people differently. Maybe even on the same subject, you talk to people differently. Anyhow, I, 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 I love the word. <laughs> I don't really have fun in Corinthians. I just, you know, it's just like, come on, Paul, get with it. Anyhow, Paul's a great guy. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he, this is God, for God made him who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, you do realize he's talking about being made right in Him, not His right doing. His righteousness as in our righteousness in Him. So that's what it says right here. God made Jesus Christ to be sin for us. Makes it very clear that... He, Jesus knew no sin, not us, that we then might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, it's, it's by accepting the righteousness of God in Christ. Go to 2 Corinthians 8. This is the one I brought out on Sunday. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes... He became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. Now, again, we look at this scripture and we, we go to the scripture. We talk about the scripture when we're talking about offerings. We're talking about money. Well, I think it goes much greater than money. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in that though he was rich. I, 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 I spoke about it. Before he, you know, he, he was from the very foundation. He was from forever. He, he is forever because he is God. So as he was before he was born into the body of a human being, child, 
And when I see, I even when I say that, it's not like he possessed the body. He he was given a body to be a baby. Okay. So before that, he had everything. He had everything. He was rich in every way. Rich in every way. I'm not just talking money. Now, we realize, too, there, there was a time in his life where he had money and he became physically, financially poor that we might be made rich. Now, I, anyhow, I'm not going to go there. He was rich in every way and he became poor by giving it all up. By becoming what he became so that we, in the end, now, on the, on the, on the night he was conceived, all of God's plan was already in motion. Really, God already saw it all done, but, but the people there didn't see a thing. He's born in the stable in Bethlehem. A year later, the, the, the wise men come, and everybody's like, so what was the big deal about the star? What was, you know, oh, yeah, big thing. What was it? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. But in that moment, you and I were made the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, it's not, now, we have to receive it, but we look at that and it's like, well, after the cross, it was already a done deal. It was already a done, now, when I say a done deal, he obviously had to do it. We, we see that in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, God, if, it's, if there's a way, let's not do it this way, but your way is what I want. Now, he said that more than once. So, when I say it's a done deal, I don't mean... He still had a choice. He still had a choice. But at, at the moment he became that human being, he gave it all up. He became poor that you and I, through his poverty, might be made rich. As in righteousness. As in everything that he planned to do. Everything that was planned to do on the cross that was already a, a decided decision. But anyhow, Ephesians 2, <laughs> Ephesians 2, verse 8, anybody heard this one before? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So there was a work of grace when Jesus became a man, a human. Let's put it that way. Didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that work of grace began at 33. That work of grace began really because of the way God works on that, almost like on credit. When you'd make a decision for the Lord, it's a done deal. It's, you know, so when he said, okay, Dad, I love you. They're a mess, but I love you. I'll go. Is it done? Right there. Okay. There was a grace, a work of grace. And, and maybe, maybe I'm not articulating and I don't. It became so clear to me that grace is a work. It's not a paintbrush, lather over, clear it all up. It's a work. For by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace, what grace? The grace that Jesus Christ became poor that you and I, through his poverty, might be made rich. There, now, this isn't two messages. They're going to come together, okay? So hang on with me. So, so 
It's, it's that work of grace that caused us to be saved, and that work was him becoming poor. Now go to Matthew 6, 33. Well, no, we don't. I keep, keep saying that. That's the seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. See, I don't hate 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians. I love the word. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God, who was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word, or the work, the word of reconciliation. And I guess, let me say, I, I, I guess, well, no, no. So, looking at all of this, so a work, a work of grace began when Jesus poured himself out. Now, you do realize he poured himself, I, I'm gonna, I, and maybe this because it, it's coming, I'm realizing this, he poured himself out before he poured out his blood. He poured himself out to be like you and me. How he loves us. I, and that song just moved me tonight. How God loves us. We don't even know. We don't even, we don't recognize. We will one day. We'll just go, oh. I, I mean, we're going to get there and we're just going to fall down on our face and go, oh my goodness. I had no idea. I had no idea what you went through. We look at Jesus Christ and, and, and we will see clearly what he lost. Willingly lost. So a work began in grace in that he poured himself out. A work began in that that work was how you and I receive. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. This is where I say we can disagree or we can agree. Let me just tell you for by grace are we saved through faith. Now the, there there is this thought that it's all done. It's just a done deal. It's just all done. It's just all done. No, 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 no. There's a work to grace. You have to step into it. Well, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. So I got nothing to do. That's not true. Now, he poured himself out for all mankind, but you still got to receive it through, through faith. For by grace, that grace that Jesus Christ worked, or do we get to come into it? But through faith. So there is a work to grace. And grace requires work. Grace, grace is not slippy, sloppy, do nothing. I, I'm going to get real bold. And maybe we'll have a fight after church. Grace is not slippy, sloppy, do nothing. Grace, there is a work to grace. Jesus made it very clear when he was talking to them not one jot or tittle is going to be removed. Now, we're not justified by the law, but he also said, keep doing your good works that men might glorify your Father. 
You realize how many people do not glorify the Father because there's a lot of church people not doing good works anymore. Because I'm all covered in grace. Now I wasn't going to fight, so let me back up. This, this is not a problem for me. I think there was a, pro there was a time when I was just like, ah, this is not a problem. But I do, th I do see it as, well, I look at this and, I, I, and we are in the end. We are in the end. We can't talk tradition anymore. We can't talk something stupid that's not true. We can't talk something. We need to do what the Lord said do, which he called us to. Jesus Christ was reconciling the world, and then we were called to that same grace. We were called to that same work, to reconcile. Well, we can't reconcile people when we're doing whatever we want to do. We can't reconcile people to the, to the Lord when we just do what we want. And so we just act like we want, because it's all covered in grace. Because it's all covered in grace. For by grace I was saved, through faith. That grace, that grace, that grace. Sorry. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just looking at, I, I, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm yelling at me, okay? I'm looking at these end times going, I don't want to waste another minute in this end of days. We have a short window. I don't know how long it's going to be. You know, you, you listen to um, Joseph Morris, and he says the church is out of here before the Ezekiel 38 war. This thing I know. <laughs> you read Ezekiel 38, nobody comes to the rescue of Israel. Okay? It's clear. Nobody. And that's God's plan because God is going to come to the, to the rescue of Israel. And the reason he's going to do that is so Israel will know who he is and come to him. I look at this and go, my goodness, if the church is gone before that, that you realize, do you realize the, the alarm that is going to go forth when whatever the nations are that come down upon Israel to take spoils and God wipes them out. And it's going to be very clear that it was God. Okay? Do you not think that every person left in those countries that sent their armies isn't going to go, oh my goodness, and start looking for answers? People in America, because really, if Russia is really part of it, and I don't know if they are, I know that Joseph Morris believes in it, there's a lot of people that believe it, but I've heard other people who don't. I'm probably not going to be in Russia at that time. I'll probably be right here. So my neighbors are going to be going, what happened? What happened? Let me tell you what happened. God, Yahweh, saved the children of Israel. And Jesus was one of those children of Israel. And he loves you. I, I, I'm, okay? Why did I go there? Why did I go there? <laughs> Are you not following me, Candy? Okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I just don't want to be all hung up on, I don't want to be, I don't want to be believing what's not true. Now, I, I don't want to be believing just because somebody said it, maybe because I believed it for a long time, maybe because I acted a certain way for a long time, maybe I acted on what I believed, and I just don't want to do that anymore. And I'm not saying everything I've ever believed is wrong. I'm not, don't, don't, don't read into this, you know. Half of what pastor's been teaching, no, not at all. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying, I, as, I, as I looked at this, 
I'm sitting here, pastor is speaking that scripture, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and you go, oh my goodness, then that makes this big deal. First, the kingdom of God. I better know what the kingdom of God is. So let me put this all together. The kingdom of God is the grace of God. The kingdom of God is the grace work of Jesus Christ that you and I got put into, but that grace work requires a work on your part, which is the word of reconciliation. You do realize the world does not. The world, the world, our good works are not meant to be, look at me, I don't do the things you do. No, we're just supposed to live in the good works he called us to do. We don't flaunt it. I, well, we live it out loud, but we don't, Lord, how many, you know, I mean, I asked this uh, not too long ago somewhere, and I said, you know, if I, if I ask you just um, give me a sin, just tell me a sin. No, don't do one. Tell me a sin. <laughs> Smoking. Tell me another one. Drinking. Tell me another one. Sleeping around. Okay, the sleeping around one for sure. Smoking? Tradition. Ooh, Rich just said that smoking's not a sin. Is it in the Bible? You do know they probably smoked. I mean, they had things to smoke. Drinking, it's a sin. Getting drunk is a sin. The Bible clearly says not to get drunk. There are other scriptures that talk about why would you bother drinking the, the, the wine when it sparkles? Why would you bother doing this? Why would you, you know? But it didn't say it was a sin. Again, tradition. So we are not called to, to, to do these good works before people so that we can condemn them. We are called to do these good works, which is an act of grace. You know, it is not gracious... Right now, there's a huge deal going on about human sacrifice, otherwise called abortion. But I'll just call it exactly what it is. It's human sacrifice. There is a spirit behind it that desires sacrifice. The same spirit that was behind Molech, that, that statue that they burned their babies in. We read about, and, and Manasseh caused his children to pass through the fire. Oh, that wicked, wicked guy. Every day. Humans are being sacrificed. Okay. But see, even the way I write there, right, the, the way I felt, if I start talking about it to the lost who I have been given the job to, to speak the word of reconciliation, they're not reconciled there. Now, I'm not saying we don't stand up and we don't say, but, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that what I do as I say to this lady who's about to have an abortion, you shouldn't be having this abortion. It's, it's human sacrifice. It's murder. It's blah, blah, blah. We have power. We have a voice to our senators, our congressmen. We have a, we have a voice there. We have a voice in, in, in Washington. We need to, to use it to, to do what all that we can. Well, you know, there'll still be abortion. You know what? That's just kind of a, if we could limit it, awesome. 
you know, anyhow. So that word of reconciliation and our good works really are supposed to be about reconciliation. Jesus loves you. This is the kingdom of heaven. God loves you. See, I guess, so let me come full circle here. I think too often we've thought God's way of doing things is this, this, this tradition that we say these are sins. You do realize the world, they can't not. What we call sin, and I'm not saying it's not sin, they can't not. That makes sense? Double negative. It is impossible for them to not. They have no revelation. And if you and I stand on our soapbox and scream at them, they're only repelled. And we have no reconciliation. We have no room to reconcile. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Find out what the kingdom of God is. Read Matthew. Read it again and again and again because we got help to forget it. But I, just to boil it down, the kingdom of heaven is the grace of God. The kingdom of heaven is the grace of God that Jesus Christ worked when he poured himself out, became sin that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ and be brought into the kingdom because we received it through faith and receive the word of reconciliation. I just become more and more and more and more and more aware how... Oh, I'll say it this way. The way I did things was just not... It wasn't reconciliation. The way I did things was not reaching anybody. The way I... If I stand on my soapbox and say, don't, 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 don't. Now, I'm looking in the room and I'm assuming most of you or all of you are believers, so there's a little bit different. I can tell you because you know. I can tell you because you have Christ in you. There are sins. Don't do that. No, not like this. Don't do that. I mean, don't do that. Let me show you in the Word. Don't do that. You can't take the Word to somebody in, that, that isn't born again and say, don't do that. They're like, like I care. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ died for you. Why did he die for you? Because the world was lost and he loves you. Yeah, and ask the Holy Ghost. He'll tell you what to say. If, if God gave us the word of reconciliation, and I really do believe that is the kingdom of heaven, that is the kingdom of God, then we need to figure it out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first reconciling the world to the Father. Let's stand up.